Previously, on the Reroll Gaming Podcast, I sense that my dream message to Shadow has been delivered. Bo? Is that you? Bo? Procuring rations while we move continues to be present concern. I wonder why. Hey, Kiara, do you see any birds? I saw one over there, but then he ran away when he saw me. Every time I see him, they're already running. I don't know why that is. <laughs> the site of a gruesome battle lies along the trail, and we attempt to approach it carefully with a plan. You hear me come in. You guys move in. Move in quiet. Aye. But the train is treacherous, if you're a little clumsy. You step through a thin sheet of ice and a chasm of cliff beneath you. Watch your step. Blint identifies a commander within the ice who could be holding priceless information on the movements of the Blackreach army. I think you could, uh, expedite his removal from this ice. Or I might have an idea or two. But as they begin cutting into the ice to retrieve that information, something stirs. But... Okay, Flint, give me a perception check. Maybe I can roll something that's not under six. Mm, That is a six, so, you know. Is it the basilisk who escaped us? A frost giant? A whole army of undead? I guess we'll find out when it starts eating us. Today, under the shattered sky. Have you guys ever listened to a band when you were younger? Been like, oh, these guys are kind of cool. I don't hate it when I hear them on the radio. But then uh, later in life, subscribe to like a streaming service or something like that, where suddenly their entire catalog of music is available. And you're like, why wasn't this on the fucking radio when they were, when that, like, why did I never know that they made this song? Why did I never know they were so goddamn good? Because the only ever thing that I ever heard from them was a top 40 track. Yeah. And you heard it 500,000 times over the course of like two years because they will pick one song that is like pretty good from a band and then play it to the degree that you hate it and you can't stand to listen to it another fucking second. Oh, the radio has ruined many a song for me i cannot hear right. hotel california anymore it's ju- yeah. it just white no. noise and like my blood pressure rises like you smell it instead of hearing it yeah seven it's nation like, army uh, it's just gone i can't stand oh, it anymore. Yeah. it's a great oh. song but fuck i can't That's listen to that one. song one more time same yeah. thing with the closing time because talia's mm-hmm. uh yeah. <laughs> she, no yeah my sister was in a our sister was in a band and they would pr- go to their practices and they would play those two songs over and over. Now I can't mm. listen to them anymore. They played them pretty well. They played them very they well. They did them yeah, well, but, um, but yeah. I've heard it a lot. <laughs> you hear every time they mess up on the drums or on the... Like... <laughs> but to answer your question, Brennan, that band for me, and this is going to come as zero surprise to any of you, is Blink-182. <laughs> Such a Who's deep, hell yeah. rich catalog of poop jokes and well that's how uh, how old were you when you like rediscovered how goddamn good they were uh, i don't think tanner's ever not thought that they were the greatest fucking yeah band maybe i misunderstood exists. the question <laughs> <laughs> i didn't like, really has the band ever come come back around when you were listening to like their off like their less popular oh, songs i see what you're saying and like bit you on the ass realizing that like you could have watched them grow into what they are today Maybe even it's like a new song, right? Okay, so my example, whole reason I asked this, Motionless and White. When I was in high school and they were at, they've had kind of two peaks of popularity. They were really popular when I was in high school, but they weren't that good. They were like screamo, emo, kind of like, got like, they were a lot more like Ice Nine Kills, you know, just edgy, fucking trying to piss off conservative christians or something i don't sure know. sweet and now like in their newer music chris Sweet motionless guys. fucking <laughs> busts it out with his uh his voice he just he has such a talented set of vocal cords it's almost fucking unbelievable the the range of things that he can do the the different screams and sings and combinations thereof and i don't know it just it kind of blew me away when I started listening to their new stuff again, which I never probably ever would have done if it weren't for a streaming service that I'm not See, even going to mention. I think for me, um, like one of the biggest, most like influential bands that I've ever listened to 
for me personally was three days grace when i was like a teenager and stuff yeah and um i feel like it's kind of been the opposite i feel like adam gontier is an amazing fucking vocalist i don't think he's a great musician and i think that his stuff <laughs> more more recently is like kind of a lot more reductive and boring like it's and just, yeah, that it's bums me out because i fucking i love his vocal style and i don't think anybody else sings like him i mean yeah i think you're right i've more had that like when i like to band and went go to see them live and then i'm like ooh, they're not very good yeah, or, or, or that wow true. that's a great <laughs> performance like i wasn't super into sleeping with sirens but they were somewhere they were like on my radar and i went and saw them and they put on a really kick-ass show and i was like mm. oh shit well i would do this again for sure it was great yeah, i i definitely haven't enjoyed like avenge sevenfold in a long time like any of their newer stuff but like i was really into them around the same time i was into three days grace and i will stand by them till the day i die they are a fucking amazing live show like especially the you know their vocalist is just he just kills it every time he's so fucking good hell yeah didn't he have a, like laryngeal cancer or something and his doctor said hey you gotta start performing you're gonna die and he was like nah <laughs> I mean, maybe I think I remember he had like some throat problems, but I don't know if it was cancer. That might not have been. <laughs> Mine's not a band, so I was a Hannah Montana girly. Hell yeah, <laughs> represent Miley Cyrus though. Uh, I don't know. I'm two entirely different people. I don't know where you're going. That's with this true. Conversation. Honestly, yeah, what they, do they just, have to do with I've, each other? My bad. My bad, besties. Don't. We're not gonna lift that. Anyways, Miley Cyrus. Um, I feel like just because she had such like sharp changes every step of the way like i'm i'm not gonna lie to you guys party in the usa is a banger and it fucking always will be 100 <laughs> percent top tier song i agree with um that. wrecking ball but, like, top tier song Wreck honestly i really liked wrecking ball Everybody even though does. everyone made a huge fucking joke about it um but like her new album or i don't know if she has like a newer one than this but she did like a lot of songs that were just so fucking good and it's just it's really good to see her grow more into herself and be really sure of herself um yeah i don't know I'm, I'm sure i played party in the usa way too much and i was like this i can't i can't listen to this for at least four years and then i didn't and now i'm back bitch uh but <laughs> yeah. she definitely got crucified unjustly i feel as well, well it's because like, she was a disney kid like yeah exactly they're like how fucking dare you not like horses and be all yeehaw what the fuck is wrong with you somebody take her to church right now um but anyways yeah, no. i know that's, i know i literally i was about to be like hoser hoser where are you um anyways the uh, like the only other one and it's not at all really the same it's kind of like what everyone else was saying it's more that i listened to a song a whole bunch of times forgot about it and then recently rediscovered it uh 21 guns by green day is also a banger so it's Hell yeah. so fucking i love it i cannot stand that song i love it so much it's yeah, not the longest music video there or something I'm very interested to hear Latara's take because Latara, we've been friends for years, and I have no idea what type of music you listen to. I hope uh, it's back like to the real podcast where we last left off. We were uh, standing on a um, <laughs> big uh, icy man. shelf, and Flint almost fell. You don't even. I know. mean, I'm not a very good music connoisseur person. I said my uh, favorite band was Blink One Eighty Two. <laughs> yeah, that's like I listen the to a lot get. of uh, like musicals and Disney, and then also like rock and then pop. So I'm kind of all over the place. But uh, the main thing that jumped into my head was when I first heard Imagine Dragons. I was like, eh. Then I saw them live, and I was like, oh my gosh, I fucking love this band. <laughs> And I'm, then I yeah. way over listened to them and now I can't really listen to them at all. <laughs> they strike me as one of those bands that their live show is probably like really fucking good because they're yeah. like from Vegas and stuff. So. Well, I think Imagine Dragons is kind of our generation's Nickelback because like it, <laughs> say all you will about Nickelback. They sell out every show and apparently it's a yeah, killer okay, show. Yeah, they got some bangers. Yeah. No, if nothing, that meme has only like helped them too. Oh so. yeah, for the sure. Flaming Lips yeah. is another good one, actually. That that probably would be more like what I was thinking about. Mm. Yoshime Battles the Pink Robots is another one of my absolute favorite songs. But also it was overplayed for me. I also ha just have to bring up Pink the Disco because they only play one song from Pink the Disco on the radio. That's right. <laughs> and that's it. And they have so many other good songs. Yeah, they've got some really actually talented artists in that band. And now they're really no longer. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, there is no time to panic at the disco because we have to panic <laughs> in the crowd on this ice shelf. 
<laughs> I hate it here. So, if that's not the name of the episode, I'm quitting. <laughs> Panic, Panic, is that? Panic exclamation point on, on the, the at, like at the at it's the, like the crowd or something. Yeah. <laughs> at the ice shelf. Panic yep. at the ice <laughs> We last left off with Flint failing a perception check. Very and the one before it. And the one before it too. Very and then miserable. several other checks in between that as well. <laughs> And the best part is not being salty about it at all. I'm going to start <laughs> yelling, I think. It's good. It's good evolution for my uh, contribution. Don't worry, I'll turn on some early 2000s uh, punk rock for us all. It'll be good. Be good cleansing for the soul. So, let's slow this down a bit here. Everybody, because I know we, you guys were trying to cut this dead commander out of the ice from this sort of site of a black reach massacre everybody tell me exactly what you are doing right now and in fact show me on the map exactly where where you are it is completely dark for me on this map which which one is the guy that we're cutting out uh, hold on. It's dark for you. you We're going to get Tanner out of here, yeah. Yeah, I don't see anyone else. <laughs> All right, hold on. My, I'm just me in the vastness. There you go. <clears throat> Thanks. I'm sorry, did you just tell us to be quiet, Tanner? No, I you shushed you. Because that's... I shushed you. It's much different, happening. much more offensive. Um, There is a gentleman in the ice, yeah, right where Star pinged. I have a feeling he's not a gentleman. Uh, he's, he's a nice dead, guy. actually. He's a nice guy. Oh, well, then he, he, lit, he lit up a room, then. I think <laughs> Groth. <laughs> I think Groth Flint and I were around that. Yeah, I believe Groth was doing the actual cutting, right? Groth ice. was cutting, and I was smashing with a hammer. I would say Star's smashing Groth watch. on the head to motivate him. Yeah. Star's <laughs> keeping watch. Groth's. Oh, that's right, Kieran. You're you've got your hammer. You're assisting with chiseling. Groth, you said you. Yeah. Your sword was on, uh, inflamed. Was that correct? Yes, I'm using my uh, <laughs> spell strike arcane. with a with a fire spell. It's in okay. it's inflamed. It's oh. very. <laughs> Maybe take an ibuprofen. How many hours has it been? Yeah. <laughs> this has been more than four it's hours. You got to gorge my sword with fire. <laughs> um, Bo, what are you doing during all this? Bring me a mad dog. Bring oh, me wait. a mad dog. Do you have one? <laughs> you hold out on me. Can you buy them in the Mad bathroom. Dog? Like, can you buy like a case of Mag Dog? Mag, Mag Dogs? Have, how many of you have? No, you about can't it, buy a case. Me <laughs> can you buy a case of Mad Dog at like Costco or something though? Not at Costco. But I feel like, like that's irresponsible. I can get a business <laughs> license. I feel like they should be sued if you can do that. <laughs> I don't. Are you allowed to serve Mad Dog Twenty Twenty in any one. capacity, or can you only buy it at a gas station? I feel oh, that was like a terrible decision. I'm not drinking out right now. Like a cost, if you have a Costco membership, you're immediately not like the target audience. <laughs> it, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we've a, we have a Sam's membership, so we definitely are. <laughs> also, like you just go into like literally any bar. It could be the, like the like the you know ritziest fucking like hotel bar or like the seediest dive bar, and you ask them for Mad Dog 2020, they're both gonna tell you just to get out <laughs> on ice. On the rocks. <laughs> neat. <Right>. Yeah, neat. <laughs> Sugar ring. Like, no adulterants, just pure Wait, MD 2020. Salt, Shaken, <laughs> not stirred. <laughs> Two extra shots of coffee in there, please. Uh, I read the other day that apparently the equivalent of the original Four Loco was f drink the it was the equivalent of drinking four to six beers, having a shot of espresso, and drinking a Red Bull. <laughs> Wait, one can? One of the original Four Locos, yeah. That's how much alcohol was in there? Yeah, dude. How did you not? Yeah. Dude, that shit was wild. No, I knew they were I knew they were bad. I thought it was just because I had so much caffeine, though. I didn't realize I had so both. much alcohol in yeah, it. Yeah, it was fucking hardcore. Yeah. My, me and my roommate both, like, we we blacked out for 24 hours after a couple of Four Locos. Yeah, I'm dude, your like girlfriend. You don't have to describing this Brendan, to you have to right play now. the whole game like that. He's, <laughs> like, leaning over his microphone from, like, Spider-Man kissing it. Yeah. <laughs> You don't understand how fucking how fucked up MD twenty twenty gets you, <laughs> Spider Man. You're scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> he says up right before the kiss, and you're like, "Oh God, why did you say that?" Put your mask back on. <laughs> okay, so during this scene, Bo, what are you 
doing? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Can just be watching these fools cut a body out of eyes. I'm trying to think of a good way to... <laughs> He's running I mean, to the Costco like... to buy us a case of Mad Dog. <laughs> Could be just like, you know, making sure that he's actually dead before we unice him. Just yeah, him I mean, I head repeatedly. Probably would like to, like, enroll some some kind of like medicine checker or something. Okay. To see the quality of the body that's coming out of here, and if it. Well, I think he did say life. he was missing a head or something. He oh, was split well, in twain. But I'll tell you what, you can use an occultism to make sure you don't see any signs of undeath, if you like. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm going for. Okay. And Star, you're keeping watch? Or you're with Flint, I assume? Kiaren and Groth, you are taking out this body. Okay, everybody give me a skill check they would like to roll for their corresponding action. I mean, I'm assuming we're just keeping my shitty perception check. Yeah, you got a six, I believe, if I remember. Yeah. Which I'm just going to play that off as Flint is really, like, trying to keep watch, but he's pretty distracted about this body being pulled out of the ice. Yeah, I think I that's would prob- the case. You are you find yourself more just watching the spectacle and, like, anticipating what comes out of the ice. I would probably roll either athletics or an attack. Okay. I was kind of, yeah, I was leaning toward attack because I was like, I don't know, arcana, athletics, crafting, it could be any of those. I'm making a block of ice, trying to lift it out of the ground and using magic to do so, but like none of those checks really, yeah. Kieran, give me an athletics because you are trying to provide strength to it. Um, Groth, give me an attack roll. Star, give me a perception. Actually, I know what I want. I want to roll something really quick. Yeah, what you got? If that's permissible. I would like <clears throat> to know. I mean, Flint would kind of have an idea, but, like, Flint's trying to figure out if it's weird that there's a bunch of Black Reef soldiers that were trying to cross the Crab Knox, because I don't think they have a super, like, good foothold north of the Crab Knox, correct? Okay. Uh, Which is also still what he's trying to figure out from this officer, too, if we just want to go that route, but... Give me a society check. Okay. Okay, so let's, uh... Bo, what did you get for your occultism? A natural 20... Ooh, 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 ooh. I actually got a 31, though. Actual was 31. I don't know. Okay. Kiaren, what did you get for your athletics? 21. Okay. Groth, what did you get for your attack? Uh, natural 19 for a 34. Nice. Okay. Um, Star, what did you get for your perception? 22. Okay, and Flint, what did you get for your society? I got a flat 13 because I have a plus zero to society. Okay. Use some of this dice I got at uh, Wes's wedding. Oh, yeah, I'm using this too. Natural yeah, Wes, 20. You might. Really? Goddamn, I rolled a 13 first roll, so. That's, Wes, if you're listening rolls. to this. Happy Quinceanera, buddy. Yeah, Happy Quinceanera. Yeah, Wes, Wesley, you might know him as Dr. Greenwood in The Frequency, or what was his name in Chronicles of Rel? Because I didn't... Who the fuck Alduin. Cares. Alduin, oh. yeah. He got married last weekend, so... Happy Quinceanera. Happy Quinceanera, yeah. buddy. Go, go check out The Frequency and Chronicles of Rel, if you haven't yet. It's great. It's good shit. He's really good in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone send Wes your social security numbers. He's a really great guy. Yeah, he did get married. Yeah. He'll send his go. back. That's He'll true. keep him safe for you. Yeah. Also, send him your mother's maiden name. Just send him your whole mother, honestly. Like, <laughs> there's no better hands for your mother to be in than than Wesley. Okay. So I think we start this moment off, and everything kind of slows down. Flint, you're puffing the milk guard, kind of watching this, not really keeping an eye out, but thinking, how did all these soldiers get here? Roth, you sink your blade into the ice and it goes through like butter and you spin it, it start to spin it around to cut a circle out of the top half of this torso. Bo, you're looking at this captain very closely. 
really trying to make sure nothing catches you off guard. But since you did roll a natural 20, something doesn't seem right, but it's not with the body. Below the body and the ice that it's frozen into, the ground seems to be moving beneath it ever so slightly. Star, with your 22 perception, you are peering out into the snow in the darkness, looking between these massive pillars of stone that pock this landscape. And you see the yellow of something's eyes. And it seems to be looking right at you. And in fact, seems to be trying to get your attention. But at this moment, Kiaren, you are watching Groth cut around this ice. And as the hilt of the blade kind of passes away from his body, you slam with your hammer down on top of it, sinking it further and providing a better suited cut that will encircle this entire corpse of this creature. What are you guys doing? In fact, let's stay in initiative and go back up to Groth. We have initiative? Yeah. Maybe. Social Can initiative? Can I really... Oh, social initiative. Okay, I'll wait for my turn. <laughs> what would, uh... What would one round of this particular variation of initiative get Groth in terms of... Would I have the body all the way cut out to six seconds? I think at this point you would have the cut made, but the ice, the body still needs to be removed. Okay. I think then Groth is going to stick his sword at a really almost flat to the ground angle down into the ice. So he's got something to grab and lift and then let go and let the, uh, the fire that's enveloping the blade kind of just die off so that the sword is no longer trying to cut the ice, but just sitting there at an odd angle where it could be used as a handle, maybe. Give me either a nature or a... Yeah, give me... Do, are, do, are you trained in nature? Uh, no, but... Give me I a nature dabble. Yeah. <laughs> I give dabble. Me a, <laughs> give me a little dab. Dabberoni. Uh, that would be a 14. 14. You're not sure why it unsettles you. But your blades seem to sink in this ice a little too quickly. And maybe it was the fire. Maybe that just made this go so smoothly. But it shouldn't have been that hot. Hmm. Bo, what would you like to do? Bo will immediately point out there's something moving down there. Something's not right. Star, what would you like to do? Star is... She's gonna say, guys, I... I think I see something off in the distance over there. I... It, it looks like eyes? And if she can, I think she wants to try. I don't start referring to off in the distance or under the ice. Off in the distance to the north. Hmm. Yeah. I guess I don't know if, if there's really anything I can roll. Like. Okay. Kiaren. I will, hearing Bo and Star's concerns, think that the thing not in the ice is the most crucial threat at the moment and move up by Star and try to see if I can see it. Give me a perception check. 
Natural one. Natural oh. one. <laughs> going around. Okay. You don't see it. It sees you. You're going to convince me that I like, in the ate open. a mushroom or something that was bad and that I'm just seeing shit? Maybe it's not <laughs> see it, star. Okay. Interesting. Very, very interesting. I think from your perspective, with a natural one, what you see, Kiaren, and this kind of goes a little past your turn, is you see a giant in the darkness rushing towards you, larger than Roth, a 16-foot tall humanoid with a giant club. Flint. Well, you can say something, Kieran, if you like. Be on guard, it comes. Flint. What would you like to do? I mean, with this limited information, uh... Flintel yelled to everybody, uh... Everybody should grab some cover! And slide on to this little spot over here behind this uh, big rock pillar and just kind of like brace himself to see what's going to happen. Also looking north, trying to see what um, Kieran and Starlet were talking about. Groth comes back around to you. Give me a perception check. That's a 22. With this commotion... You look up and make eye contact with this giant figure that looks more or less like a larger version of you, but made of pure stone. And in the giant's tongue, perhaps something that only you would understand, you see in his worried eyes as he shouts, Lodor Ungroh. You are in danger. Run. As this happens, you all become acutely aware that something underneath this layer of ice and underneath these frozen corpses rouses. Bo, you point this out and you see this great shifting mass of bluish, bluish shape and the top of the ice begins to perspirate, and you get the sense, Groth, that this ice is melting from below, and a sliver of a crack in the ice begins to expand and groan. Now I'm going to give you something of an option here. Would you like to stay and face this threat, or would you like to try to flee? What it, What do your guys' character, what's your instinct here? That yeah, we're going to fall, and we should not <laughs> fall. Right. Star okay. will say, I don't know about you guys, but I don't do well in the cold water, and she's going to start booking it in the direction that the giant is running. And very quickly... Flint's hopping up onto this. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I'm. this isn't like... Okay, maybe just saying that, and instead of actually running anywhere. No we'll problem. That. So looking for safety, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Very quickly, the sliver of a crack begins to turn into large cracks, monumental ones, and indeed beneath you, your footing is going. I need everybody to give me either an athletics or acrobatics, or if you can argue, perhaps some other skill. Crap, I mean, is this responding to something? Like, would this be like a reflex save or something? It's more or less you trying to get out ahead of it. You're not in exactly immediate danger, but if you fail, you could be. Could I use... Well, here, let me... Yeah. Could I use nature to try to step on the the more stable parts to get me to a safe space? Sure, I'll allow it. Or survival, I don't really know. Maybe one or the other. Yeah, I don't don't know either either one of them. Kiaren would use athletics, but she'd also, I don't know if it's possible, would try to help others 
Well, let's focus she on... She wouldn't just run. Sure, sure. This is more just reaction to the ice falling beneath your feet. Okay. What's everybody else rolling? Acrobatics. Groth, uh, rolling athletics. Groth's rolling athletics? Yes, sir. And Star? Acrobatics. Flint? Acrobatics to swing myself up onto this rock face here. Okay. Let's get some scores from you guys. Be 23 for growth. 23 for star as well. Got a 30. I got a natural 20 for 37. Nice. <laughs> I got a 34, which is I feel like the best roll I've had in a while. Okay, beautiful. You did pretty damn good, I think. You guys did excellent. So you easily sort of rush through, and I think Kiaren paves the way, maybe even shouts, as she uses her strength to carve sort of a path and, and outline the sturdiest parts. And at this point, the ice is turning very quickly thin, and the snow begins to melt into an uneven slush. And these compromised cracks begin to split and fall into this sort of chasm beneath, and geysers of steam erupt seemingly randomly, searing anything caught in its way. How do you avoid these hazards? Give me a skill. I would probably skill or we're all rolling our own. You all roll your own, just like last round. I don't think anything would change. I would roll my same thing, survival. Okay. I mean, can I? Would a reflex save apply here, or does saves only apply? This I think reflex save fits perfectly here. Could I argue a fortitude save for just running right through it? You can. I'm going to possibly give you some damage, though, depending okay. on your roll. I'm not very... Like, I don't think I can argue, like, strength for avoiding random things, so it's... Okay, so just trying to barrel through the steam. Yeah. If it's like some debris, you could, like, punch it away from yourself. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is going to roll. Sorry. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Arcana, um... Is Cross uh, going to have the idea to use Ray of Frost to immediately plug, at least for a second, any steam geysers that open up in front of the group? Ray of Frost and an attack roll? Yes. I'll just let you roll that. Yeah, that would be yeah. sense. That's, that's, smart. that's, that's cool. very clever. Uh, Star, what about you? We said that we can do reflex, correct? Yeah. Okay, yeah, she's going to roll reflex just trying to um, sort of just absorb what's happening in front of her as it's coming and react accordingly, dodging out of the way and okay, using Bo some give, finesse. Bo, what'd you get for your survival check? Got a 31. Oh my god, guys. <laughs> Pull it out when it's important, you know? So I think, Bo, as you're running along, you're using just your innate ability and understanding of nature and the terrain to see where these geysers are before you even hit them, giving you plenty of space to just kind of avoid these eruptions. Flint, what did you get? Uh, I got a 33 on my reflex save. Dude, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> okay, just... <laughs> I mean, we'll pay for it somehow. A quick question too, though. This giant that's now allegedly to Flint's north yep. pretty directly, can, uh, can I see that? Give me a perception check, but I'm going to make this difficult because I think you've got a lot going on. Okay. Not 20. God damn. Yeah, I don't okay, know cool. what the, where this cool. is coming from. I haven't really mentioned it, but Groth probably would be like yelling things in giantish at this thing, just trying to figure out what the fuck its deal is and why it cares if we're in danger. And Flint, I think th- you wouldn't know what's going on, but yeah, you would hear that. Sorry, I didn't mean to kick you off. Um, Flint, you see this giant figure, and seeing this in this kind of frame of mind, you don't see a assailant coming to attack you. Instead, you see a older stone giant, 16 feet tall, roughly, beckoning you, trying to lead you away from this. In fact, kind of running in sort of a path you could follow. 
Okay, so he's like, he's safe, but he, like, for the moment, but he is urging us to, like, follow him or leave or whatever. Correct. Okay. Can I respond to that? Can I say something? Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, Flint will just yell over the chaos if he can, right to the back to the rest of the group. And, uh, he'll just say, Oi! This way! Let's get out of here! And kind of, like, gesture towards the giant. Awesome. Groff. What did you get on your ray of frost? That's right. I did not relay it. Be a seventeen. Uh, okay. Do do do, Kiarn. What did you get on your fortitude? Twenty-eight. Okay. And Star, what did you get on your reflex? 21. 21. Okay. So everybody passed, um, except for Groth. So Groth, as you guys are sort of running through here, you're trying to hit your ray of frost in between these cracks, trying to seal up. However, whatever strange element is making this ice hot is working much more rapidly and you end up taking kind of the brunt of a geyser to to the face don't worry guys I got this one (laughs) just right in your mouth (laughs) and you are going to take 11 uh, fire damage oh I got in my eye oh fuck that hurt but even so, you are keeping up with your party. And your pores, thank you for it, Ooh, too. Like, look excellent. Yeah. Blasted clean. <laughs> the ones I have left. This frozen terrain beneath you finally gives out, right as you guys are approaching the edge of what seems to be this functional frozen space. Frozen disks float in a flash flood of melted snow pouring down into the center of where this massive beast rises. Let me show y'all on roll 20. Mm. Oh. Oh shit, he ate me. Gross. That's not a dragon. <laughs> I thought that. Oh. A big hot, the big spicy worm. A massive centipede that oh. makes groth look like an insect beneath it rises as it awakens massive slabs of ice fall off its back and its blue carapace is as thick as a wall you see a row of red spikes running down the spine of this creature and flames burst from its cracking maw how do you avoid this flood before it carries you to the beast hop to the ice trunks away Okay. So you're saying the water's like pulling us towards the beast? Yes. Like as it's rising, it's leaving behind this crater where it was resting. And all of this melted snow is turning into sort of a runoff. So, Bo, what skill do you think you can accomplish that with? Uh, maybe reflex? I don't know. I would say here, that sounds like an acrobatics. Acrobatics. Okay, I could definitely try. I don't don't know. You can also try a different method with a different skill. You just have to convince me. Um, Landing back at survival, because it's like trying to survive. (laughs) Yeah, knowing how to like navigate like treacherous situations that take place in nature in general. Yeah, Yeah. I'll, I'll let you do survival. I think Kiarn will try to just push off of one of the ice chunks and jump with athletics. Okay. Flint? Um, seeing this, Flint is going to just say, yell again to the group. Yep, definitely time to get the fuck out of here. And he's going to pull a rope out of his uh, bag and just try to, like, if it looks like anybody needs an extra hand, he's going to try to, like, lob one end of the rope at him. Okay. How are you getting yourself out? Um, I mean, I'm in a pretty good position right now, right? I'm up on a rock, and I'm right next to kind of this little, like, area of egress that this well, giant... Well, don't, don't pay at. attention to the map. The map was mostly if you guys stayed in okay, a fight. we've all been thing. running. Yeah. yeah. 
whole terrain's like different now. And sure. also that's a sixty what? foot tall spire. So good luck on that. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, um I guess let me then yeah, like describe to me exactly like more the kind of situation that I'm in right now. You all are in danger of this melting terrain pulling yourself in. You're each one of you are clinging on to just shrinking chunks of ice that was previously your footing. And you're uh, right at the oh, edge of like this stone. You're right at the edge of this space. You feel like you are almost out of it. So are these stone spires like not really like as safe as I know you said don't look at the map, but as safe as the map might make them look? No, I mean, you could. It would be very hard and take a lot of time to climb a top one. You could potentially use it as sort of some sort of anchor point for something else you're trying to do. Sure. I mean, at this, yeah, I would just say Flint's like climbing has been climbing around this thing sort of away from this, uh, this situation. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess at this point, Flint's just going to sidle around to get to uh, to a point where he could hop off onto as good a footing as he can find, you know, chunk of ice that hasn't like completely melted yet or something and um, hop down and try to make his way towards where this giant's motioning for everybody to go. Okay. I'll I'll say acrobatics for that. That's probably about right. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Groth. Oof. Uh, Yeah, Groth's gonna roll a diplomacy and try to negotiate with this uh, (laughs) this centipede. You could potentially do that. Sucked by the water. (laughs) In Draconic. (laughs) In draconic. Okay. Um, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> and star. So wait, is Groth seriously letting the water pull him while he's trying to negotiate with this worm in draconic? I don't know. I'll tell Groth. you what, Groth. Let me. <laughs> Groth meet has had you. four seconds to think about it. That's true. <laughs> let me meet you halfway here. I'm going to allow you to do a recall knowledge. Just in the split second where you have, where you look back to try to figure out if this thing speaks or is a well for me, it's almost creature. If I'm understanding understand your description right, it's almost like when someone pulls a plug out of a sink and the water's being pulled into the drain. That's exactly, and we're being pulled with it unless we move. And so, like, would anyone's instinct be to be like, "I'm not going to move. I'm going to talk." And be pulled in. Ask Roth. <laughs> Flint's got a rope handy. Groth made, made a little bit of ground last time. He's, he's he's out a little ways. He's got a second. I feel like you guys are not understanding how this is working. This is like a points thing. It's not a distance thing. It's not like you are 16 <laughs> feet ahead. You are 13 feet ahead. Just just so you know, it's it's like a skill challenge, kind of. Or some would call this a chase that you could read more about in the Pathfinder GM's guide. Also, Tanner, I was going to really compliment your, like, physical accuracy because Latara, it is a little bit like a drain, but it's also, it's more like if you stick a glass, an empty glass in a sink of water, let it fill up, and then, like, yank it out really quick. There's no water suddenly where the glass was. And so, like, the water from the edges rushes in. It would actually be a crater. Like water displacement, you got it down. That, that game engine is finally pro- like a, optimized a little bit. I'm picturing more like a giant toilet, but that's just what's going on in my brain. <laughs> you usually are. Okay, Groth, give me a yeah. recall knowledge uh, nature, please. If you, Wait, you don't have nature, right? Let me see what this is. It might be nature, it might be arcana. It is nature. Or, you know what? I'll let you do arcana. Okay. Would that just be an arcana check? Yep. Okay. I was looking like hell for recall knowledge, and I was like, I don't think I have that. Groth's not smart enough. Natural 20. Wow. <laughs> what the fuck, guys? <laughs> um, okay, so you know definitively this is not a draconic creature, and looking at the breath weapon at first, you're like, oh, of course it's draconic, but it actually seems to radiate hot heat off its carapace and since you got a natural 20 I will give you one piece of sort of information you could learn from Arcana 
perhaps way back when learning about different smithing methods or or legends of armor or equipment being made you have heard of a giant creature in the mountains that giants often use to heat frozen forges and you get the sense this is that creature but it is a beast not a dragon so you get the sense that speaking draconic would not work now I'm going to come back to you and I'm going to go to Star Star how are you getting out of this flood before it carries you to this beast um and feel free to uh I'm sorry if I didn't make this clear skill checks is a place to start but if you think of something like like Gross Ray of Frost amazing anything like that feel free okay Uh, just out of curiosity, my speak with animals ring wouldn't do anything for me here, would it? <laughs> Give me a na- recall a knowledge nature check, and all of this is happening in just one second. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank fucking god! Uh, twenty-seven. It's wood. It's great that I definitely have it in my uh. I moved it over for sure from all my stuff. Now, um, Kiaren, it's on your toe. Kiaren, <laughs> give me your athletics check. Flint, give me your acrobatics. Bo, give me your survival. Twenty-nine athletics. Twenty-nine athletics. I also got twenty-nine. Okay. Flint. Did I? I think I already rolled that. It was 34 my last 34 roll? was your last one, I believe. Okay, weird. I don't remember when you asked me to roll acrobatics. Oh, roll it. You only told him that it was going to be yeah, acrobatics, I did, yeah. not to roll yet. Okay, uh, 25. Okay. So I think how this scene plays out, because this is all happening so fast, Groth, you turn and get this idea I can speak to this before turning around facing down its hungry maw with a ball of flame birthing in the center of its uvula Mm -hmm. and you realize you have made a grave error star you (laughs) look at this great beast this monstrosity this massive game and you think I could potentially speak with it but these things are happening way too fast. So, Kiaren, as you're barreling through, I think you grab Star as she's sort of looking back, maybe getting the ring sort of ready, and just kind of force her out. While Flint, you... What'd you get, 27? Uh, yeah. 25, yeah. I thought. 25. Yeah. yeah, 25. So I think you I leap off this stone pillar that is towering high above you rope in hand and you see Groth and his large piece of ice shrinking beneath him as he's going closer and I think you throw that rope and Groth you have the cognizance to sort of grab it and get pulled back and maybe Kieran when you get to the other side you help as well meanwhile Bo you are just carefully choosing your steps jumping from one floating ice platform to another sort of rocking back and calculating every step and you guys get to the edge and you have gotten away from this beast in fact this great centipede creature lets loose a desperate angry ornery inferno of flame at all of you but because you did so good in the chase and had so many critical successes you are just maybe five feet out of the distance as the flames lick and roll in front of you. And then the beast slowly retreats back into its nestling place. Can I shoot it in the ass with an Eldritch Blast and I know it won't even a little bit hurt it? I don't think Eldritch Blast <laughs> is in You to propel you and hit it at the same time, just like... My mistake. <laughs> Can I shoot it 
with a a gun. <laughs> fucking telekinetic projectile. No. A Glock. You you, you want to? I mean, yeah, yeah sure, sure. Shoot yeah. it with mirror image. I'm gonna tell you when you <clears throat> hit it, it's going to be like, fine. You know what? Fuck you. I'm coming back. <laughs> Flint, Flint is leaving. I just want to clarify. By the way, just Star's so you got guys the right know. on now. <laughs> um. Yeah, is, uh, this giant, like, kind of, what, what's the status with the yes. other giant? Right behind you stands this stone giant. His skin, rock, no flesh, but this oddly humanoid creature who you can tell is sort of aged by jagged chips from his very rigid frame. Despite his bulky form and his heavy club, his feet move with surprising grace as he saunders over to you. A creature of his weight should have steps like thunder, but he does not. Grayish white furs cover most his body with a large sack draped over his shoulders that is clearly weighed down with something large. And he turns to you and he says, Small folk. That was quite close. Is he speaking common? No. In fact, only okay. those who can understand Jotun or the language of giants can understand him. So to you, Flint, uh, probably in folk. Do you think yeah, it I mean, sounds kind of like rocks grinding almost? Yeah, actually, that's <laughs> what it sounds like. Well, yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of what I'm thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> As his, like, stone teeth just kind of grind back and forth when he talks. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, Flint kind of just tilts his head like halfway back towards Groth. Oh, I don't fucking know. Oh, oh, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got that. He says, uh, that was close. Close to uh, what? <laughs> to what? We need to go back there and figure out what it was so close to. <laughs> uh, just found yeah, a magnifying Flint... glass. <laughs> Flint old fully turned back towards the the giant, the stone giant, kind of do the fist on the chest thing, just like give him a little nod, like thank you, and then kind of move away, start moving away further from this frozen lake thing. I was gonna say, he's Omora, he's Omora. We're off to room. Let's have the rest of this episode be me and Groth speaking fake <laughs> back and forth. Just making it up. <laughs> 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 it's starting to sound just like simlish. I or know something. exactly. <laughs> what it is. Um, we'll say for the sake of everybody, especially our listeners, that Groth, you just act as a sort Actively of active translating. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it is good I found you, and I did, small folk and half kin. Would be shame as Ka devour more corpses today. As Ka, you say? As Ka, yes, the great beast. Magnificent creature. Has one of these ever been killed? Yeah, Ashka's kin have fallen to dragon and mountains, pushed here. He calls mountains home. Ashka used to serve. And he looks kind of solemnly and lays a hand over this beautiful emerald that's wrapped with really coarse maybe goat hair uh, rope that goes around his neck. Uh, what uh, what time is it right now? It's getting pretty late, getting pretty cold. You guys had traveled okay. quite a ways before finding this. However, it is pretty light out because you do see sort of flickering, lingering flames that are touching what has become kind of melted dead foliage. Mm. Groth, what is his name? Uldin. And he puts his fist on his chest, kind of mimicking the way Flint did it. And he <laughs> looks at you, Flint, with a cocked eyebrow. 
Uldeen. U L D E N. Uldeen. Uldeen. Putting that in my notes. Uldeen. Karen will give him a slight Uldeen. bow. <laughs> Uldeen. I'm putting that in my notes too late. Also, Tanner, that was that's the perfect like him kind of mimicking Flint, being like, eh, this yeah, is, is this <laughs> right? that what is this that mean? one thing that Groth said in Giant was him being like, don't worry, that's not a threat, that's not a threat. <laughs> <laughs> Flint's he's like, he's threatening me. I'm gonna <laughs> get him. <laughs> Halfkin, do you wish to join Uldin? You look hungry and your bones shiver loudly. I do wish to join him. Can my can my dog sleep outside? <laughs> no, no. They they come in. Okay, I'll, I'll turn him free. That's okay. <laughs> we <laughs> must put them down. And he draws his great club. <laughs> Will do Star's this. like I, I used to be a cat. I promise. <laughs> come, small folk, come. And this colossal giant begins leading you. Uh, do you follow? I suppose, or what would you guys like to do? Yeah. And there's no rush if you want to chat about this too. No, oh, he seems good. Couldn't understand a word he said, but he seemed nice. <laughs> Flint's like, I didn't study much about the giants when I was in school, but I think I understood the word food or hunger or something, and that's really appealing to me right now, so I'm not willing to question this too much. Does Groth immediately recall seeing other stone giants? I assume that if they're common, I probably would have seen one at some point, but I don't know how common they yes. are. Yes. You likely not only have seen, you likely had done trade with stone giants stone giants are a very kind of neutral giant as opposed to some of their more violent kin they often are herders nomads wanderers and they used to before the more savage recent winters uh jotun winters in the crab knocks used to be a pretty reliable source of news and trade yeah, I'm just going to kind of relate it. These guys are, uh, they look tough, but, and they are, but they're also big softies. Once you get past their stony exterior. Just like me. They're quite civilized, which means you never have any fucking idea what they're going to do next. Be on your toes. Don't sleep. <laughs> Don't even Karen breathe. <laughs> Star hears you say civilized, and uh, she's like, "So not like Flint." No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, Flint leans into it. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> oh God, your breath is horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a problem. Milkars and vodski are. It smells like death is Rick coming out of Destroy, ass, they're destroying me from the inside out. Yes. <laughs> I really could use a doctor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm assuming at this point we all follow him. Great. Mm -hmm. Uldin takes you deeper into the giant's spires. And you walk a ways. And at certain points, he seems to take very strange, sudden detours in his path. Really quick turns, really sharp sort of rerouting. And you can tell this area is incredibly familiar to him. And he also seems very in tune with his surroundings. However, after a while, real quick, yes, can Kiaran kind of look at the area he, where he moves around quickly and see if it's like trapped or something? Yeah, give me a perception. That's why he's walking like this. Give me a perception check. Also, I was wondering. Wasn't very good. Fourteen. Fourteen. Um, I don't remember what like insight or i guess perception yeah it's perception could i do that yeah for sure i'm gonna give you a bit of a higher dc because he is speaking a different language yeah that's fair um with a, a 29 oh okay sorry. uh with a 14 kiaran you don't know uh, very very possible in fact you looking at this giant's furs it's likely he has some sort of hunting experience so 
could be traps, could be him just trying to avoid conflict. You're not sure. Would you get Bo? With mm. 29. 29, okay. That's enough to get a success here. He seems genuine. He seems very curious. And and especially drawing on the fact of him mimicking Flint's motion almost immediately. He just seems very interested. He also seems old and very tired. Hmm. Okay. And with the way he was moving, it wasn't like he was he was more there more it was more just a proficiency in that navigating the environment. It wasn't like he was trying to like throw off somebody following him or something like that, right? Give me a survival check. Or was it more like he had just smoked a lot of crack? I was trying to remember where. Wait, he was. shit! <laughs> so fucking high. I just need uh, to get 31. these. I need to get these bees out of my teeth. <laughs> uh, you guys got me more crack. I mean, is anybody gonna sweep the goddamn path? <laughs> With a thirty-one, you actually are following for quite a while and keeping up, just sort of step by step, and seeing exactly how and why he's moving. He's clearly a ranger he just is very familiar with the land and is taking you in the least likely path of resistance gotcha cool okay old dean the ranger Ooh, dean old greg i'm never not gonna hear it as old dean so you might as well give that fight up now (laughs) damn it (laughs) i'm just saying his name every time anybody says it (laughs) If you call Udin Oldin, he will beat you to death in his sleep. Your sleep. His Whoa. sleep. <laughs> it's, while he's it's sleeping, he's not mad. I'm you. impressed. I have a sleepwalking problem. Sleep bashing. <laughs> I may kill you. Eventually. What I tell you? What I tell you? <laughs> son of a bitch. Eventually. You come to a massive boulder that lies pinned against a tower of stone. One of these spires that this area is named for. A massive one, in fact. Udin approaches calmly and he pulls the obstruction aside with frightening ease, showing you his colossal strength. Come, small folk. And you- I look over at Groth and say, I could have done that. <laughs> You want to give it a shot? <laughs> um, sure. Don't touch my door. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And you guys are greeted by a quaint cavern that is inside this pillar, sculpted into a modest hut. Dried herbs hang on a line above a, a what looks to be a short table to him, but probably 10 feet in height. There's a fire pit that is funneling smoke through a chimney that is clearly going to the very top of this spire, and a pot lies in it, some sort of stew pot. A similar stone as the entrance covers a room further into this place, and despite the... Despite the table, the chairs, the stew pot, and the other amenities that just seem massive in scale to most of you, this hut feels small, and maybe a little empty. Udin steps in and removes an array of hair corpses from his bag. I will have stew in an hour. Rest, weary ones. Or grind some rocks for seasoning. No need. I have Old Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. I do have to I have to do a marinade for these hairs for 48 hours before we consume them though I will put this in my trigger and it will let be. me find the sous vide <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah Flint will rest but he's gonna see if he can go help him prepare the rabbits or whatever or the hairs oh, you said repair them like you're gonna nah. un- undead them yeah, we, can bring, we can bring them back. We can rebuild Must them. work quickly or these hairs will be zombies. <laughs> cast gentle repose. <laughs> and we'll go ahead and try out this massive giant's culinary expertise next week on the Reroll Gaming Podcast. On the P-hole yeah, yeah. podcast. The P-hole butthole rod smash. 
have to Tanner. change your name to that for well, like ever. <laughs> I'm changing all the socials right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons, living or dead, or actual events are purely coincidental. Reroll Gaming uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy, we are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Reroll Gaming is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Want to follow us on social media? Listen to another episode or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zingaring. The Chronicles of Rail theme and Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon or Ko-fi if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more and with your support we can make a lot more. And leave us a review wherever you heard this episode. New episodes every Monday at 12am Pacific Standard Time. See you then.